Heyo. Today we are talking about, you know, on this road of doing dreams, because that's what we talk about every day. It, It really, I can't describe enough how at risk it puts you. You are going to have to have big dreams, big audacious things that you're going after, which means you are going to have to say that at some point. There is no way to complete this journey by yourself. Eventually, after some time, after some correction of energy and balancing, there will come a time that you have to move forward in work that you want to do. You know, like, you're going to have to move forward and you're not going to be able to do it all by yourself. And everybody's like, oh, I'm so antisocial and I'll do everything. Like, no, if you're doing dreams, it takes a lot of people. And having a lot of people, being responsible for a lot of people's dreams, having all of that means that you have a community that you're responsible for. And anytime that you're responsible for anything, it's kind of scary. That's putting you at risk. And you certainly have the choice to sit and stay normal and stay stagnant and not do dreams. And you will safely navigate that. But if you want dreams, eventually you have to put yourself out there. And every single thing is going to trigger you along the way. That's why it's important to know what those things are. That's why we do root tracing in the initial acceptance phase, because we have to know what's going to come up. Because then I can have a conversation with myself in real time. I don't have to do three weeks of meditation in the salt bath like I used to, to get rid of those bad vibes. I can have that conversation. Hannah, you felt triggered by this because you always feel triggered by this. It's not a big deal. And I can have that moment in that conversation where I'm starting to kind of, I don't like you making me feel this way. Right. And then I can back myself down. Like, nope, you just, it's not that big a deal. It's not. This is just you. You always flare up at this. It's okay. Take a breath and get to the point. And for me, getting to the point to what needs to be accomplished always helps. Like, okay, well, we can't go backwards and we can't change if that was stupid or if it was amazing. We really can't. So what do we do from here? What are you saying to me? Because a lot of people get gummed up in that drama. A lot of people get gummed up in protecting their own ego on in whatever their agenda is, right? To point out that they know everything, all the things, whatever their agenda is, that's where they're coming from. Whatever my agenda is, which is typically to just accomplish the thing, That's where I'm coming from. I'm not coming from an agenda of like protect myself or or make sure that everyone knows that I'm the smartest or that this was my thing. I'm just like, what's going to move this forward? Okay. And yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing anything, you're putting yourself at risk. And when you start adding dreams to that, it's even more because it's your heart and it's your soul and it cuts deeper. And that's why we have to know those things so that we don't take as hard of hits. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five 
vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Welcome to the Death of a Dream Podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. And this is where we do dreams all day long, all day, every day. And I know what a lucky person I am to just get to go wander around and figure out life. It really is such a true blessing. But I think in order to be that, people have to trust that you'll know what to do with that because that is a very open concept, right? Like, okay. Imagine, okay, just just imagine you're wandering around in life, you're doing things, you're doing all the things, you've liked some of those things, you've not liked some of those things, you've kind of bounced around, you've never really landed on anything, you're angry about life, but you love life at the same time. It's a very confusing and perplexing world that you live in. You feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but not really. And it's confusing and it's constantly frustrating and invigorating all in the same breath. It's very confusing. And one day you decide, I'm going to take time to figure this out because it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it to figure it out. That's what I'm going to do. And in order to do that, right, to take that big of risk, you would have had to set your life up to be able to do that. And then you'd have to set your life up to have people believe in your ability to do that. And most people will say, well, my family, nobody supports me. Nobody believes in me. And we totally get that. 
that's not an abnormal thing. It's actually pretty normal um, because they've seen you from the start. So sometimes it's hard to see you as anything else. Sometimes it's hard to love you through risk like that because it's risky. It ain't easy, friends. And so, yeah, we kind of take that, we internalize it, we think through it, we do what we can with that information, and then we move forward the best we can. But imagine saying to someone, I'm going to go figure out what I want to do, which means I don't know how soon I'm going to get that figured out, but I'm going to take my time here and I'm going to learn and I'm going to go and I'm going to try things and you're going to have to trust that I'm doing that. And most people would say, well, what are you going to do? Well, how are you going to do that? Well, blah, 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 blah. But in order to go out on that limb, to take that chance, to take that chance on yourself, you have to have people who are willing to also buy into that chance. You have to be in a place where you know that you're going to figure it out. The people who are buying in are going to have to see some proof that you're making progress, even if it's not like in the normal ways that we expect proof to be presented to us. It's, it's crazy. Nobody would buy into that. And yet, some people do. And that's kind of the biggest task is getting yourself to believe and getting other people to believe and moving forward with who you can, knowing that some people never are going to. So um, that's a complete side note, but that's kind of the madness that you're up against. That's the challenge. Get people to buy in and believe before there's any proof. Amazon just started as this super small, clunky little office, right? And Jeff Bezos' job was to get people to believe that the internet and e-commerce was possible. And all he had to do was get people to buy into buying books online. And then he could continue building from there. And so when I think about local and the things that I'm doing, you know, it's all about helping people do their dreams. Everything that I create is related to that and creating barrierless entry to that. And so the entry point looks like a lot of different things, but I feel like in order for it to make the most sense for me, it was selling people on the dreamers that are right here, including myself and seeing if people would buy into that. Like, do we even want to support that? Do we even care that much about our rural communities? We don't know that we got to answer that question. And we answered that question. And so we decided that this was a cause worth showing up for. And now that people have bought in, are excited about it, we can continue building that. We can. And I'm really excited to do that, see that, be that, and continue. You know, 
being that thing. So, um, yesterday, sorry, my great thing for today is we had the award ceremony for 20 under 40. This is something that I was nominated for, um, by my board. And what I didn't know was that like 150 people were nominated and, um, they picked 20 out of 150, I think they said last night, which is madness. And the crazier thing was most of the people who won awards were doing a ton of work on a ton of things in big metro communities, which is where the paper that ran this is from. Like they're doing big things and I'm doing big but little things. Like in comparison, my work doesn't even really hold a candle. It's much smaller in scale. It's much just, just smaller in general. And, you know, to be able to represent the importance of that in this state, that we don't just create things for these big pockets. Like we also create opportunities in the small pockets because they're equally important. And as I stood there you know, or as I sat there listening to all of the awards that were nominated, most of them weren't from big communities. They started in small ones. So I think we gravitate towards where we think the most use of our talents would be. And typically if we're big and important, the biggest use of those talents is in big and important places. And in Iowa, there are about five of them. And I'm saying all those people started small. And so there's a lot of value in that small experience too. And I want to build things that helps people, helps people believe in the small as well. Believe in and build what's small and what's local and all the things. So it was an honor to be nominated, you know, getting to sit there with my board members, the people who nominated me and my husband and receive that award and, and stand next to a group of really amazing people that are doing way more than me. But I was also sitting there thinking like, all of these organizations existed. <laughs> right? Like you can go volunteer for 200 organizations if you wanted to in the metro area right now. Cool. If you wanted to make an impact in a rural community, you could volunteer for all the organizations that live there. But if something doesn't exist, oftentimes we have to create it. And so... I was proud to be be the nominee that just created what needed to exist so that we could improve our situation. And yeah, it was an honor. It was definitely something that I'm like <laughs> Ugh, I'm sitting there listening to everyone's credentials and they're reading off like how important these people are and all of the education and all of the things that they have. And I'm sitting there going, whew, I don't 
know what they're going to find out, man. And then they're going to be like, Hannah was an outstanding uh, community college graduate. I mean, you know, these people have like their doctorates in four things and they're volunteering on bazillion organizations and working full time, like next level amazing. And I was just wondering what they were going to say about me to, to make me seem like someone who was qualified to receive such an honor. And they did a great job finding things. And of course I talked down all of that stuff because, you know, I think still I'm always going to have that question. Like, I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever feel good enough. I think I was brought up in a world that constantly told me that I was never going to be enough, that my experience was never going to be enough, that there was no value in that because it wasn't traditional and it wasn't very valuable. And I know when I put that to work, it wins. And so sometimes it's hard for me to sit back and celebrate those those wins because no matter what, the work speaks for it. Like I may not have a fancy resume and sit on a lot of important things, um, but I do have a work ethic that will build things that need to exist to fix problems no one else cares to solve. And I feel like that was why I got the award. And who knows all of the other things, but, um, you know, to be seen as valuable is definitely cool and really great for the organizations that I have built for sure. Um, so yeah, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your greatness. I, um, I kind of started the week feeling really dumb and my week has continued to um, filter me towards that. And if we remember, that's sort of my trauma trigger, right? Like, that's it. If there is one thing that I don't like feeling, it's dumb, incapable. Um, I don't like being told that. I don't like being laughed at. I don't, you know, and no one does. So I'm not alone in this. But it is like one of my trauma triggers of my dream dying. And so anytime that anyone even comes close to that, and I know, I mean, I will say and have said on this show a bazillion times, if there's one thing that I could hire for myself, it'd be an editor. Cause I put a ton of stuff out. I know that I am not the best, pro most prolific writer I write for utility and the storytelling. My head gets all sorts of jumbled up with words. My head writes faster than my hands. And so my hands sometimes can't 
keep up. My daughter, my oldest daughter, had the same problem. Actually, in her third grade class, she was they were writing stories and she would write such long, furious, detailed stories that she couldn't actually write fast enough. And so they ended up connecting her with dictation and allowing her to write in that way because that at least could keep up with her. And I feel the same, you know, and I'm absolutely like I am on the building track of, of the base level of what this is, which means there's a lot of testing and there's a lot of thinking and there's a lot of just throwing stuff against the wall and there's a lot of bounce back and some of it sticks and some of it doesn't. And that is just the reality of all the work that I am doing right now. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. And I I love it. I don't know that I would trade that for anything else, but it is hard. I always feel challenged when I am presented with <laughs> things that make me feel dumb. I hate it. I hate, I hate that feeling probably more than most feelings. Like even sitting in that award ceremony last night, I'm like, oh, hopefully I said things right. I'm reading through the profile where they quoted me and I'm like, I'm sure, you know, they probably just think I'm some small town dumb hick who should not be quoted anywhere. I constantly think that about stuff. I, I know that I'm not the best. I know I do. Um, I am very aware. I literally stopped myself from starting things for a very long time slash most of my adulthood because I was so afraid of people thinking that I was stupid if I made a mistake or people thinking and pointing out that I spilled something wrong or people, you know, coming after that. And yeah, no, I should not be making public facing things without an editor looking at something. I agree, but I don't have that on staff yet. And if I stop to do that, you know, it'll slow me down right now. I got to keep rolling because the only thing that matters is continuing to move forward. And Sometimes we got to move on stuff before we're ready. And I feel like that is mostly all the time. And I want to put in stop systems. I really do. And I will. Um, I will figure out that part. But for now, it just is what it is. And this week I have been told or pointed out with like stupid careless mistakes and things that I didn't know and people laughing at me. And yesterday in my acceptance speech, which I wrote, even though we did not read acceptance speeches, but I wanted to be prepared just in case, because I didn't actually know what the event would be like. That was one of the things that I um, kind of wrote and expanded it on was just this idea that people who do work like this, that put themselves out there at this high of level, that volunteer on organizations that do that work, like the confidence and competence that that takes, I can't even begin to describe. Because 
everybody else can just sit there, right? And they have time to, to take stabs and to make fun of you and to point out that you've made an error on this thing and how dumb, but like very few are willing to do the amount of work that it takes to actually accomplish something. And so you just kind of sit there and, and take those hits and hopefully they don't matter in the grand scheme, you know, and I think for me specifically, I know that of the 12 posts that I post today, hopefully you don't notice that there's three spelling errors in each one at least, right? Hopefully you don't notice that I used the wrong term or the wrong punctuation or whatever. Hopefully you just don't. And people will like make fun of people for utilizing different different strategies for lightening that load. But here's the deal. I'll sit and obsess about whether or not something is right for hours. And I don't have time to sit idle for that long about something that does or doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I feel like People generally just enjoy being entertained and enjoy photographs of nice things. And if they have time to pick apart whether or not you use the right apostrophe, that's just too bad. You know, it just happens. You can't, you're not going to put yourself out there that many times and never have anything go wrong. And you have to be able to just push, publish, and fix what comes next. Because that's, that's it. It's about pushing, publish. It's about a willingness to put yourself out there. Regardless. Regardless of what happens. And every single person that I shared that stage with in that 20 under 40 and all of the people who have won the award before, that's the common factor. They were willing to stand on a limb, take a chance on themselves, take a chance on adding that many things, help their support systems to believe in them, believe in why this all makes sense and why it works and believe in that ability so that they can kind of bridge and fill the gaps that exist when they leave to do that work. And I don't know why people come after those that are doing so hard, um, why that seems to be like such a fun activity for people. <laughs> Yay! Attack! Attack! Right? Um, look, they're so dumb. They did this. They're so dumb. And are they dumb? I don't know. I know 
that they might be. I know that at the root of my lack of intelligence is just an inability to sit still. Um, like I would rather put out a hundred pieces of misspelled stuff than sit forever on my ideas and never bring them to life. And I told you someday I will have a staff that fixes all the silly things that I write. But for today, you have me. And, you know, thank goodness some people are willing to just be themselves. I'm, I'm far from perfect. I will, I will own that until the end of time. I really will. I mess things up. I am moving at the pace of unrelenting <laughs> motion forward. It just doesn't seem to be stopping. I didn't ask for these doors to open. They have just been flying open. I would be going slower if I felt like I could, but I can't. This is rolling. This is here. This is, this is my life. This is my life. And if I could, if I could do something to slow down, I would. I think the only option now is completely quitting everything or continuing to follow what's flowing and everything is. And now I think I'm just such a strong manifester that I, you know, you really have to be careful what you ask for. You have to be ready for that movement. I think a lot of people, you know, open up their hearts to opportunities and when they do, they jump back because it happens so quickly and some people are more powerful or they're just ready in alignment with where they're going. They just are. And I don't know. Um, I don't know how to stop at this point. And I have stopped things before, but I think this is something that's going to continue flowing. This is something that's going to continue building. I am putting in place the systems that are required to allow for that. I am misspelling everything along the way and producing what some have called directly to my face while laughing, like really stupid. This is stupid. This doesn't even make any sense. How dumb. Like, you know, it actually has become an easier conversation, even though having <laughs> those things point out multiple times in a week, um, <laughs> on the wrong week can have more weight. Um, but now, now that I'm not tight, like my 
intelligence isn't up for question. I think I value what I can bring to the table, and I know that I am not strong in this suit, and I have no willingness or want to improve. Um, I would love to, but I don't have time right now. And I think I'll continue to get better, but my way of getting better is continuing to practice. And sometimes that practice looks like messing things up in real time, getting the feedback that I don't want to hear, allowing people to poke holes in it, and then showing up to say, you're right, I don't know about this yet. This is my first time experiencing this. And I am learning and growing. And because we are moving at such a rapid pace, I I don't usually get the benefit of slowing down to make sure that I am the sole expert on this thing. And I trust a lot of people to be the expert in their said thing and to be the person who's going to poke holes. And because I feel like now I'm coming from that place, that unprotected, I don't, I don't really care. Like it's not my thing. I love that this is a thing that you have expertise in and I trust that you are going to guide this where it needs to go. And whether or not it's stupid or worthless or whatever, like I have no time. I want it to be the best that it can be. I want to use solutions and ideas that make sense. And I want to do the work of changing the world, not sitting to focus all my energy on getting it 100% right. Because I think the people who are moving forward and fast, failing fast, messing up, making corrections, continuing to move forward, not slowing down, even for that failure, not slowing down to be thrown off guard because you're so mad that someone (laughs) called you stupid. Um, (laughs) Just realizing that it's a part of the chance that you take, the risk that is going after your dreams is putting yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there, you also offer yourself up for ridicule and for constant, especially now in this social world, for constant construction, for constant laughability, for all the things. Like it's just, it's sad and it sucks at times, but it's, it's worth it in the end. And it's a part of what is required. It just is. It's a part of it. You're, you can't avoid messing up or looking dumb when you're going after your dreams because they're probably uncharted water. And if you're sure of yourself, you probably aren't reaching high enough or far enough. And, um, you know, a willingness to get it wrong 
and try is better than a willingness to perfect it and never put it out there. People will help guide you. Sometimes they're a little terse in their approach, but people will come along and help guide you. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.